Welcome back to It Was Murder. (laughs) 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 The number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Uso. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And you'll notice that we all just sound so close. Chris. <laughs> because we are all in the same fucking room together. For the second wow. time ever. In second time the ever. history of the podcast. It's what is this, our, our 95th episode or something? And it's the second time we've mm-hmm. been in the same room together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going great so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've done so many in the past week, it feels like our thousandth episode. <laughs> <laughs> When I was looking at when it's over, uh, I was looking at the recaps and I was like, why is, why do all of these episodes feel so familiar? And it was cause we just watched all of them <laughs> so recently. <laughs> um, can we, that's behind the scenes shit, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of, it's, like, this, that's table talk. Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> no, I think we said that on the podcast. No, we do all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, if you if you didn't guess, tonight is our season four recap. We get to go through all of the things we loved or, and or hated and or were Barely perplexed remember. by Barely or remember. things we don't. We're going <laughs> to remind each other of things that we didn't even fucking give a shit about. Oh, and we'll learn to we'll we're gonna learn to love again, guys. We're gonna learn to love. (laughs) Yeah, love is dead. (laughs) And we'll figure out who loved the season the most. Correct? We will. We got we got numbers. We got numbers from the home office. Surprise! Surprise! Yes, we got numbers from the home office, which include include a bar graph. And (laughs) that's helpful for a podcast. It really is. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Deanne. (laughs) Carry on. Carry on. Um, thank you, Margaret. Margaret. Yes, Dan. Margaret. Thank you. I, I didn't know if we were still bleeping her name out, like the like the bride in Kill Bill. Like, what? oh, maybe we should bleep it out. But I just want everyone to know the home office doesn't really take holidays off, apparently. Mm. Um, but we're not making the home office leave the lights on. No, 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 no. Right. But thank you, thank you. The, yeah. Big thank you. Mm-hmm. Big big thank you. Yes. We would be. A footnote in history. Adrift. You. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. A rudderless ship. Mm-hmm. Statistics help us live. This is um, true. I want to raise my cup of. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. We have office. been blessed this evening with a an original cocktail, <laughs> <laughs> which we're currently referring to as the third cup of coffee. Third cup of coffee. One more cup of coffee. Third, third cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. A cup of coffee. Ellen made it specifically. What's in this? <laughs> I know. Would you like to share? Or? No, I'm not comfortable. The mind control. That information. And when I say information, Joe, you will fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you will begin to dance. Um, it's for Eric. a reference. I don't know if you can taste this part, but I was just like frantically clawing at the mental space to think about this drink we had decided early on that third cup of coffee is obviously the magical beverage reference of Mm -hmm. the season Mm -hmm. but then there's also the traveler's delight yes the mysterious cafe max and then (laughs) the cardamom tea from um the temple and the robe people Oh, oh! So I this actually, the one thing I will say is it has Scrappy's bitters, cardamom bitters, rather heavily, rather heavy, heavy-handed. I was getting that. the cardamom, yeah, cardamom oh, bitters. So, huh? 
tangentially connected. Also, it is alcohol and mm-hmm. coffee. It's cold right now. So yeah. great. I feel like if you melted a pound of chocolate into this, it would be a traveler's delight. That's the Probably. only difference. And yeah, if we had a whipped cream topping. Yeah, whipped cream yeah, topping. That's true. Yeah. There's always next season. True. <laughs> but uh, no chocolate. shade to the pina koala. No, no, no. Never. <laughs> no, oh, I wonder what next season's cocktail will be. I'll get Keith to make it next time. But of course, <laughs> bartenders, mm-hmm. it's bartender season. So no Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I think this, I think this third cup of coffee is delicious. It's really good. Mm. I'm enjoying it immensely. Mm-hmm. I think the third one is going to really make this season recap take off it's really gonna give it uh, wings or legs or whatever yeah. it's really gonna like woo to the moon we also have to be a little careful because there's a party after this podcast oh, what's the party for it's for eric's birthday yay happy birthday yay. eric happy birthday thank you today. all that's it <laughs> good night <laughs> that was the pause so we could reflect on eric's life to this point <laughs> that and was the, confront the mortality that yes. comes with most obituaries. But yeah. Right. We just literally have a line of people standing out in the rain waiting to come in and celebrate Eric. But work has to get done. Everybody. This is true. Yeah. Uh, we, we told them all, like, you can come whenever you want to come. But if we're not done, you're waiting outside in the rain. Yeah. Also, everybody, there's a dog that lives where we're at called Bonkers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're dog sitting our friend's dog, Bonkers, who is this uh, small poodle terrier. So cute. Um, very cute. Very, very quiet. And we'll very standoffish chill like just Mm -hmm. pretty much doesn't want to be bothered but wants to be near you it's Mm. boba's cousin oh yeah boba's cousin who is addicted to vitalite (laughs) (laughs) arm (laughs) great way to get into the season from the end here we go from the very end uh this season has a bunch of substances in it. <laughs> it's a kind of substance heavy season. There's so much coke. There's a <laughs> Well, there's a lot there's there's perfumes that do shit. Mm, perfumes there's perfumes with tellarium. Th- yeah, there's uh uh what you just said? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My this third cup of coffee is <laughs> yeah. wow. Maybe you mean cardamom lose. tea? Ellen has not given me yes, the trigger to uh, remember anything. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, it's a substance-heavy season. There's poison cake, poison oh, yeah. perfume, fake suicides, car crashes. <laughs> I didn't do my death tally. Oh no! This time because yeah. this—it's a heavy year. I feel like yeah. really. Does anyone need any more death stats? <laughs> no, Maybe, <we're- laughs> um, but you know, people can message me if you want the, the actual death stats because I will do them just for kicks because that's who I am. <laughs> um, I feel like. It wasn't about substances. If we're just talking about murders right now, are we talking mm-hmm. about murders? Sure. For when the times when it was murder. Um, I feel like there's a lot of deaths by Tiny Scarf. This season, <laughs> oh, that yeah. Tiny Scarf mm-hmm. might actually be one of the major, I think Tiny Scarf and Poison yeah. mm-hmm. might be tied. Again, I have to do the stats. I'm not on it like the home office, but- Tiny Scarf really had a moment this season. Tiny Scarf can be vicious. There were two, were there only two episodes with stranglings of Tiny Scarf? Heart's Desire was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then, what was the other one? As the Heart Turns has two. Oh, two Tiny Scarf. Two and one attempted, I yeah. think so. Then there's another one because there was the parking garage, right? That was a scarf strangling 
Well, that was oh no, no, that was one of the two. That the was turns. one of the two. It's was, was he in a parking garage? He was in a parking garage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Again, tiny scarf. But I mean, <laughs> I can still count it if even if tiny scarf was just like getting second billing in an yeah. entire episode, which it a million percent should be for as the heart turns. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of the tiny scarf. It's but you know who tool. is Jonathan. Jonathan Hardy. So obviously. it makes me a little nervous. Maybe that's what I'm confronting right now. Mm. Is I it makes me nervous. Now I feel like whenever I see Jonathan rock a tiny scarf. Which admittedly he does less and less as we get deep eight, like deep further into the eighties. <laughs> but he's still, yeah. you know, it's still there. It, it makes me anxious. It's like, no, Jonathan, no. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me wonder if are these adventures that they're going on just in their minds? Like, are these just stories they're <laughs> telling each other in bed? Like, none of the nothing mm-hmm. has happened. None That'd of the Max doesn't even exist. There's no Max, no freeway. <laughs> oh my god! What if it's all just in Peggy's head? <laughs> <laughs> These are all the adventures she would go on with Jonathan. I'm kind of into that. Yeah. That's completely such a who shot JR shower moment. Totally. Or a saying elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what? You'll, ha- you'll have to wait and see one more season. For what would you TV. think? Which episode would you think? Oh my God. I forgot that this oh was my a God. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you, what episode do you think would be called? Which way do they? <laughs> which way do they? Mm-hmm. Uh, on I'm a not bed good at this game, hearts? which yes. doesn't mean I don't love it. Oh, okay. on a bed of hearts, hearts careening down mountain roads on a motorized bed. Which way do they? That's. That's a good, which way do they? God way damn, do they? that's a good title. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You're amazing. But I have to, I have to talk about the titles for this season okay. because we've touched maybe more than once, or maybe I'm just thinking of all the times we've talked about the Smurfs off pod. <laughs> but when you guys uh, let me know that Smurf was a word that Smurfs use as a replacement noun. It's like 50% of their vocabulary. Yeah, Correct. which mm-hmm. seems crazy. Because what if, Joe, what if you use your name as a replacement noun <laughs> when you're talking? Like the Smurfs are very self-referential, which I didn't know because I was yes. too busy thinking that cat was big mm-hmm. and wondering about the gay hillbilly <laughs> one. Uh-huh. But all of the titles this season are Written in Smurf, except of course in the Heart to Heart verse, Smurf equals heart, mm-hmm. self-referential, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. With the Smurf, I be wed. Million dollar Smurf, Smurfs on campus, one Smurf too many, a Christmas Smurf, <laughs> Smurfs desire, <laughs> Emily by Smurf, Smurfs desire, <laughs> in the Smurf of the night, Heart, like of these, in the Smurf of the night, <laughs> too close to Smurf. Hunted, yeah, actually, hunted I, Smurfs. Hunted Smurfs struck. I would, Smurf I would, struck. I would pay to see Hunted Smurfs. Hunted Smurfs. Em- Emily by Smurf. <laughs> Smurfs Chamber on the scent. Chamber of Lost Smurfs. I feel that like, probably is an episode of the Smurfs. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, you feel rich and Smurfless? Heart's Smurf. Desire. Heart's Desire seems to be the only one that really kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, if we sit with it long enough, I'm sure we can figure out what they're trying to do with these titles, but... Mm -hmm. Do we need to 
sit that long? Like, no, it's- we don't. And I refuse to. Um, but I feel like on a bed of Smurfs might be the closest. On a bed of Smurfs. But what does a lighter Smurf mean? Like, that's the one that I'm a little bit like, I I, know. that's a little too literal. It's a uh, not emotional Smurf. <laughs> The Maybe Smurf who feels light as summer. Smurfs at high noon? <laughs> a change of Smurf. Million dollars. <laughs> Actually, a change of heart. That, uh, that, also, that also technically works. With the Smurf IV wed? Gross. <laughs> 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 Hang on, I'm going to drink some more. I feel like one of the funniest episode titles is "Pounded Heart" or "Pounding Heart." Pounding Hearts. I actually. So when I was going over the, I was uh, my studying for this episode was to just read all the IMDb uh, synopsis. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I when I got to "Pounding Hearts," I started cracking up. Just uh-huh. <laughs> just reading "Pounding Hearts." Pounding Hearts. Yeah. I love how coke centric that title is yes <laughs> but it, it sounds is. porny as well yeah oh um, and also in parts. a in a somewhat related uh we when joe and i flew up here to see we're in seattle when we flew up to seattle yesterday out of burbank airport we stopped <laughs> in flavortown uh-huh. guy fieri's <laughs> flavortown guy fieri and uh had breakfast huh? and i had mentioned that <laughs> i mentioned to joe that the last time I ate at the Burbank Flavortown, I had... I had Burbank the, is Flavortown, yeah. so I'm a little confused with what I mean, you're yeah. talking about right now. I had the chicken strips because I thought that's safe and there's nothing oh, yeah. weird about this. And I didn't like them, but I think I didn't like them mostly <coughs> There goes the sponsorship. The description is um, chicken breasts pounded out. <laughs> <laughs> Pounded out and chicken breast. I was breast. like, I, I'm not okay with this we're, guy. <laughs> we're so Beavis and Buttheads right now. Yeah, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkers. Bonkers. He's over here Bonkers? being safe from oh, us. Okay. okay, this one's kind of a stretch. <laughs> Let's see if you can get it. If I can pronounce it correctly. Hi, Art. Help. Hi, Art. Too, help. <laughs> too close to heart. Uh-uh. No? Uh-uh. Heart oh, oh, oh. help. Oh, um, um, million Dollar Hearts. Uh, oh, is it Million Dollar Hearts? Wait. I is think... it the one with the mean butlers? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. I have a Million Dollar Hearts. But a lady. Yes, you're right. <laughs> heart help. I'll meet you at the apron and what you fuck. Heart <laughs> help. Apron and the glove. <laughs> I have that one written down as Rich and Heartless for some reason. Oh, is um, it Rich and Heartless? Rich and Heartless is the Max episode where he wins. Oh, no, you're the, right. He it wins is. The, uh, yeah. No, that is it. Rich and That's Heartless. What it's I misspoke. Oh, it million Dollar Hearts is the London, the weird London one that I've <sighs> erased from my mind entirely. No. Sorry, Joe. Little London. <laughs> yeah. No, got- Wait. <laughs> is, is Rich and Heartless also the uh, singing telegram one? Or is no, that- that's Christmas Heart. Okay. So Million Dollar Hearts, the very forgettable episode that takes place in London, or the beginning is in London, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they go back to LA. I renamed Windy Hearts on the Patio because <laughs> there's that shot of it, <laughs> like a windstorm while they're on in that patio at that restaurant. <laughs> I feel like all I remember significantly from that episode is... That of course anything that happens in London Mall, yay, and then it's all no. Um, is the Texan character? Yeah, and mm. the weird parfait eating thing. Oh yeah, oh, I think about that. Yeah, 
the that's, villain was eating parfait on the phone. Right? You know what? Dude's eating a parfait while like getting really getting down with something that I believe is is not described correctly. <laughs> um, well, and he's just like really digging in on it, and it's like a really weird thing to get in your Studio City hotel room or wherever the <laughs> oh, fuck that's is right. happening. Oh, right? was having ice cream for breakfast. And yeah, we were like what so, the fuck? Uh, the funny thing about that is that. Um, uh, the for, about the forgettable nature of this episode, mm-hmm. which I also agree with, is that we gave it a heart of gold. It was fives all around. Well, I think everybody <laughs> no, likes like we the sure betrayal. Did. Million dollar hearts was the betrayal. Fifteen hearts, five, five, five. Was it really? No mm-hmm. way. Was well, that's going to be amended? Sometimes, sometimes Are you sure? like good I'm, memories, you just put them away, and that's fine. So, and re- well, also remember this season really kind of took us by surprise in a way. We had. After season three, where we were all feeling like a little beat down uh, yeah, by life, <laughs> by life in Bel Air, uh-huh. um, we all made we all kind of made a little bit of a resolution to try and be more open to the show. Yeah, did and, we all do that? Well, uh, I did, and Joe did, I did yeah. and I think you were oh, just saying you were pressure, gonna you were gonna stop pressure. being swayed by by us. Right, I'm, I'm like I'm like. Uh, I'm still going to do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep going for at least one or two more seasons. <laughs> but I do remember, like, we were. Yeah, you've got me for one more season, and that's it. Yeah. Um, right. I'll be renegotiating. Contract this. up. But this I remember when over. we, when on a bed of hearts, we watched that, and we were all like, "This was so fun! Like, what a this was fun." I think I'm I'm open to the show be, being what it is. Mm-hmm. We also had that same feeling with the, with this heart IV wed. And then million dollar hearts for whatever reason we were just like <laughs> this was it like what we were like this is a heart to heart episode that's so insane it's the one where she has the briefcase full of monopoly money yes, yes. okay and that's... there's the guy there's the, like the betrayal between the two uh, yes someone gets dudes, shot right in front of and them and there's the hotel room thing there's the Texan that that says he just travels to their house to say like I want you to come and choose numbers for me at the roulette table and she says if you think I'm gonna win why do why do I need you and he goes fair enough thanks a lot I'll see you later which I loved yeah <laughs> that was the best that scene I of that loved. I'm so blown away that we all gave that five hearts mm-hmm. I know I, one that was the most forgettable for me that feels like a weird fever dream, but a very boring <laughs> one was Bahama Bound Hearts. Oh, what? I actually had to look. So I looked up Bahama Bound Hearts because I noticed this is funny. <laughs> Ellen and I both gave that one four hearts, oh and you God. gave it one <laughs> and a half. <laughs> it's the most disparate of ratings in, in this entire season. Yeah. That's interesting because I feel like, and maybe I'm just completely wrong in this, but I feel like in past seasons, there's definitely been those big gaps. Yes. Mm. Right? But the Hanabon Hearts, normally, you know, I don't like. I don't like the hot Vesa, and I don't like tropical shit. Yeah. I don't like that, but... I did really like Bahama Bon Hearts, which took me by surprise because normally my mind just shuts off, but I just pretend to like it because it's kind of like Caddyshack where if you don't laugh at it, everyone thinks you're insane or a sociopath or like you grew up in a dresser drawer and you think you, oops. oops. Anyways. Too much. Yes. You said too much. <laughs> Nobody can see me. <laughs> you're in the room with us now. <laughs> All I remember from Bahama Bound Hearts is them walking into a room that looked like a lemon cake. Oh, I love that room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I remember really being into the setting of it, even though it was supposed to be the Bahamas and it was San Diego. Yeah. Um, I remember liking 
There was something about that that I liked, and I don't remember what it is. There was a particular <laughs> a particular element of it that I thought and was just really like that, and just like that. Summed up a season recap. <laughs> yeah, and just like that, and just like that, just like that. too soon, too soon. Which is everybody. our our uh, next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> For me, Bahama Van Hearts might be all about the gold and black outfit that Victoria Dickinson wears. Oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's so amazing and Studio 54-ish. Christine and crazy. Belfer yeah. the actress. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, I love when Jonathan and his little, the little scarf are, <laughs> again, with the little scarf. <laughs> yeah. The little scarf this time is just like a narc, right? Little scarf is just a... Little scarf, narc. just rats on Jonathan. True, because he forgets his little scarf. <laughs> oh, in the weird fake uh, Hearst. Anyways, when Jonathan's <laughs> like just shimmying and Spider Manning all over the side of that building while those yeah. people are right below, yes, things vaguely. like that, I love, and I love that they did that on location, even though it's the Hotel Coronado. But who can complain about looking at Hotel Coronado? I, yeah, also, no, Bubba I really, Smith. I liked it. I will. Oh, I will Smith. complain about it. I will complain Bubba a lot. S- okay. No. 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 Now <laughs> remembering Bubba, Bubba Smith. He picks a guy John- up and Jonathan throws him. Right. Offering Bubba Smith a million dollars to throw that guy, like to beat yeah. that guy up, is kind of priceless. And he throws him down a sand dune. Doesn't sure he? does. Mm-hmm. The only note I have written down my one memory from the episode was the lady that walks to within like an inch of the Hart's table at the restaurant mm, and then like, just no. stands there blankly staring into space. <laughs> I recall that I was obsessed with her yes. weird voice and accent, yeah. which in hindsight, I don't know why I fixated on that because I don't think it's actually that bad. But, you know, maybe I was drunk. I It was okay, the was elocution <laughs> school style thing, right? Or, it was just weird. And yeah. her dress... I stand by what I said about her dress. That dress was not right. No. And she was a weirdo. That dress was wrong. She was freaking me out. But if I want to talk about an episode that even though it's like it certainly has some troubling elements, but it has one of my very, very favorite things. I know with this recap, we're kind of just going all over the place. It's like as, it's as loose, which is, is great. Is it scarf murder? Um, <laughs> I think, no, but let me see. Oh, I've scratched scarf off my list, but oh, there's a little note here. Revisit ad nauseum. Um, I want to throw something out there, which is a little thing on my notes that I just headlined just amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's real. I will sit here. Just, just amazing. Oh, just amazing <laughs> yeah, things that happen. Just amazing. Oh, I thought um, this was a quote from somebody. Nope. It's a <laughs> quote from amazing. me. Just amazing. And now a quote from you. Yeah. Ooh. Say it, Eric. I refuse. Wow. On his birthday. This interview's over. Um, <laughs> I've stolen Joe's tagline. Thank you. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, crime is up everywhere, you guys. We're still in a crime pandemic. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the lion in the Smurf of the Night. Smurf of the Night. Yes. The line being actually in the same room as the hearts. Yes. Which is so insane. There's no way they fake that. No. Jonathan steps over its paw, right? If I remember correctly. There's no way they could have comped that in. <laughs> well, and for people that have not seen In the Heart of the Night, it. I mean, how do you even... <laughs> so, a lion is used as the guard mm-hmm. for a safe mm-hmm. that has a priceless artifact in it. So a lion the lion's just hanging out, <laughs> guarding itself, uh-huh. and the hearts have to break in and get into the safe. And so they brilliantly or hideously uh, start pouring champagne underneath the 
door. <laughs> the lion just drinks it for whatever reasons. Everybody knows lions love a little champagne. Li- that's or that maybe is a even known just fact. prosecco. I don't yeah. know, known just sparkling fact. wine. And <laughs> for lion, like an hour, yeah, just it. is like <laughs> <laughs> slurping with it its up. giant, beautiful lion tongue. <laughs> and then, like <laughs> many <laughs> of us <laughs> do, after we drink enough sparkling, enough bubbles, mm-hmm. you just pass the fuck out, yeah. right? Which and for then, me is one glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. people in all black clothing and espadri like to climb over you and break into a safe. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I guess that falls in the category of poisoning, but I just want to, before I forget, I just want to shout out just amazing yeah. the lion. Yeah. I have a lot of I other things, as you can see from the list, that it. are under my heading of just amazing, but I'll wait. Is that, I mean, because there's another episode that has a lot of big cats that are just around people, uh, Hunted Hearts. Hunted Hearts has a like that's that has a bunch of weird like trick photography elephant. Yeah, well, later on in the episode, but earlier it because it's what's her name? I forget. She who has the ranch of Hedron. Tippi yes. Hedron. Yes, and they're yeah, they're, and they're and they're in walking. South Africa. Is that correct? Mm. They're in Bacopa. <laughs> I I can't remember what fake place. No, I they're think in. they're in like. They, the Amazon. They're in South America. Yeah, South America. Yes. South America. Yeah. It's confusing because Chamber of Lost Smurfs and Hunted mm. Smurfs. <laughs> it's easy to conflate the two. Oh, yes. Chamber of uh, Lost Smurfs. Yeah. That that guy. Still to me, I like even just saying it, I'm like, God, what a fucking bummer. Like what a letdown that was. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Those are very easily confused. Did they happen right one right after the other too? There's two episodes between them. There's oh. p- Pounded Out Hearts and, uh, oh. and Emily by Smurf. <laughs> the only the only notable moment from Chamber of Lost Hearts was that perfectly spherical boulder that rolled down the hill. Yes, <laughs> the falling walnuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which Chamber of Lost Hearts. I like that. I mean, I like things that happen in Peru. I mean, not all things. Yeah, but I mean, Peru. I'm, I'm interested in Peruvian like, things. I like pretty much everything that's happened in Peru. <laughs> Joe, you're so I'm shining down. path. Yeah. Don't add us, everybody. Um, I liked that they used real history, mm-hmm. which was not necessary. Yeah, but then really fake shit and yeah. <laughs> using shit in the actual mm. chamber of lost Smurfs. Yeah, I don't know. And you they know. got out of the chamber so quickly. Yeah, they I kicked just, yeah. through the wall. The they, chamber was not the point, despite no. the misleading title. They yeah. did a bad job. They did a bad job. <laughs> I, I rename this episode because it's going to be so obvious. Indiana Heart and the Temple of Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, Indiana Heart and the Temple of Smurf? Indiana yeah. Heart and the Smurf Crusade. Q- you got to use Heart. <laughs> Smurfers of the Lost Heart. <laughs> but Temple of Smurf. So that Archers one, of the <laughs> That one's an obvious it's title. It's beautiful. <laughs> what, what episode would you think I was talking about if I... You named it. <laughs> These cowboys are super heart. <laughs> do, I, do I even have to say it? <laughs> Smurfs at high noon. Yes, Smurfs at high noon. I'm getting better at this game. That's actually okay. So, Hearts at High Noon is an episode that I didn't remember. Uh, really? Which is weird because I we also we get we all gave that one a four. Yeah, because it's I'm, great. Yeah, I'm and into I, talking about, here's a, about here, Smurfs. To jog your memory, Freeway in a Saddlebag. That's mm. right. Yeah. That was the ghost so town cute. one. Yes. And Lionel Sander getting up on yes. that horse, Kicking not wanting over. to kick Freeway in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just that weird, like, 
is it real or is That's it the right. this, it the, the weird meta, like... fake ghost town? <laughs> oh yeah. And oh. then one of my like, who I think is a hero still. When I thought about this episode today, uh-huh. I was like, you know who I still love, Willie, yeah. because he tips the hearts off that mm-hmm. some shit's about to go down. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. And he does it in such a cool way. That was a good one. And That's then the reverse Scooby Doo. What episode. I thought you were talking about was the cowboy statue at the foot of their bed in the room that's only job is to draw. It's like a robot oh, cowboy God. statue no. that they put at the foot of their bed with like red eyes, glowing red eyes. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was so disturbing. And then this, there's a stagecoach chase off a cliff almost, basically, because their stagecoach hand gets shot or yeah. poisoned or something. Yeah. That sounds wild. He gets poisoned. He gets gets, gets, he gets strangled by a tiny scarf. Yeah. <laughs> he actually weirdly weirdly enough he gets poisoned by a tiny scarf. He shouldn't have eaten that whole cake before he got a on stage. Perfume called tiny scarf. <laughs> but then luckily luggage cart has the antidote. Um, can Big we up take to luggage cart. A little breather because I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Don't what was it? Which more? episode had luggage cart this season? Um, pounding heart. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine hearts <laughs> has luggage cart. I feel like there's oh, more. That's there a, might that, be one other luggage hearts cart. Have the, the giant urn. Yeah, which is also, please know, just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Big urn, <laughs> just amazing. Weirdly all caps. Yes, yeah. <laughs> deserving of all caps. I don't want to forget that. I mean, if if, there, if it's not forget. all caps, it won't. It won't be noticeable in no, that giant urn. I just want to give it props, as the kids <laughs> might have said once or twice. In the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, my notes are real. Huh. Random. <laughs> um, it says, Bucket Spinster Mocker. I'll wait for Oh, Joe. my God. Bucket Spinster Mocker. I know. Football legend. Bucket spinster mocker. Was that so? Hearts on campus. Smurf, Smurfs on campus. Smurfs on campus. <laughs> Hearts that, on Smurfs. Is that the episode where you you gave us the list of preppy nicknames? It is the episode where we <laughs> were forced to confront preppy <laughs> nicknames because there's that horrible kind of random character in Muffy, right? But Bucket spinster mm-hmm. mocker wins the day, right? Bucket Although spinster mocker is a great when name. we have a villain named Ford Beebe. <laughs> All bets are off, I think. Uh, <laughs> that episode, though. That villain was great. I, I mean, that loved, episode is the... It, I love the clicker. It's the cause for our, our cocktail that we are it's sipping true. on. Yeah. Third cup of coffee. Which, Mr. honestly, I am now uh, able to be mind-controlled. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been able to feel, be mind-controlled. I feel very, <laughs> very Suddenly, nice Joe and I are snapping gum and wearing um, kind of... <laughs> Glasses. Yeah, you're suddenly hanging off the edge of a cliff in Malibu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Jennifer to the football game. I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. Was uh, one too many yards? Episode I keep thinking of the health club thing with uh, Carol Cook in it. Oh, yeah, that's right with the do- the doppelgangers. I renamed that Carol one because you'll never guess what it is. Cloning does exist because they're identical clones to these widows. Yeah. <laughs> right, you can't even tell. That they're I, just cloning them. I feel like the world would be better off if there were two Carol Cooks playing two Christine Garricks <laughs> doing the leg lifts in like a black <laughs> Mac, maxi dress and just being uh, like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Right? yeah. She's on one, two, fuck this. Beautiful. Right. The best. Mm-hmm. How I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not 
well, if you don't like health club episodes, you simply can't watch the series at all, right? Yeah. But you can't watch TV in the 80s (laughs) if you don't like health club episodes. It's true. But that one for me is the best because of Carol Cook. Also, Jesus, it's harrowing. They're locked in that fucking freezer, blah, blah, blah. It's yes. terrible. Ugh. And then we got a fire engine chase mm-hmm. with a oh spray God. down of the villain at the end, which is great. That convertible <laughs> fire truck. Yeah. One really smurf great. too many. It's a lot. One and then too many. Jonathan being his version of a woman where he just moans a lot. Countess Van Hartigan? Yeah. Is that his, or is that her name? I think that's it, right? Countess Van Hartigan? Van Hartigan. <laughs> Which makes me think of that kid's show, The Backyardigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A name I don't really understand. But, uh, you know, I don't have children. I don't, I don't either. We don't, have to, we don't have to understand that. No. But I know, who, I know what that show is because TikTok. Oh. Do The Backyardigans look like Arthur? I have no idea. Oh. No, I, I just know so. th- I know two songs Maybe. of theirs. I know two of their songs. Mm. Countess found backyard again. <laughs> <laughs> what episode would <laughs> be called? My heart ain't lion. <laughs> In the smurf of the night. Yes, because it has two meanings. Because the hearts weren't lying about, or they were sort of. I don't know. The hearts had to lie about having the statue or something like that. Oh, the, yeah. There was a there was a dupe. Yeah, there was a yeah, and then very, very much like uh, the the art dupe in yes, uh, change of heart. Mm-hmm. No, too close to heart. Sorry, <laughs> too titles. close to heart. Right? I blame the titles. Too close it's to heart. Confusing. I rename too hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Too hard to tell. Um, Makes more sense. They needed you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is you. Born too late. <laughs> Um, can we talk about another person that I think is kind of a, a mm. hero? This one I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to put this on my notes as a hero or as just amazing. We can talk about them, but if you just say their name, I won't remember who they are. So just know that. Are you even doing this podcast, no. Joe? <laughs> I'm not learning the names of all the characters in the podcast. Joe has limits. I can barely remember Jonathan and Jennifer. <laughs> it's Dr. Jane Barrett. Who oh, first appears d- in Pounding Hearts? The Jane Lynch, who has the veterinary veterinary yes. office on the prairie. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. With the tea room in the yeah, and the fabulous, the delicious uh, doctor wear. Yeah, can we just talk about <laughs> and the Jane weird stuffed animals? Lynch, <laughs> and she's Jane just very doctor is so calm receiving the news that someone's been using a drug dog to, <laughs> to <laughs> smuggle drugs into like one of her esteemed <laughs> colleagues. Right is. Or something. Yeah. She learns that there's a drug ring. A d- one of her, with, yeah, a colleague, yeah. a but colleague she of hers. She's just like cool. Oh. She just, she's just, just the facts and yeah. tea in mm-hmm. her weird Laura Ashley little house on the prairie back I mean, office. Yes. That tea has opium in it. Like there's, we we know that that's why. <laughs> I was going to say ketamine, but <laughs> could you be know. ketamine. Could be ketamine. Yeah, but I feel like you you can see where I'm coming from. Where that's a split. I guess being a hero or being just amazing are not mutually exclusive. I feel like Dr. Barrett is both of those things to me anyway. I think she's a bit of a hero. She's kind of heroic. Yeah. Yeah. I like her outfits too. I just feel like somebody with a tea room in their examination room would (laughs) love juicy gossip a little more than she like seemed to like it. I think she liked it enough, but she was smart enough to not be 
overeager. I guess that's true. I guess yeah, I was so a- caught up in the anomalous decor aspect <laughs> that I wasn't even thinking like, would you guys take boba to Dr. Jane Barrett's tea room? It seems unhygienic. Uh, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have tea in that. Um, I mean, I guess she's not operating room. like while she's like brewing some tea or some shit. But you know, you I don't. We know. don't know that. Yeah. It's just that freeway was fine. He didn't need to be operated on. <laughs> also, we do need to. We do need to like acknowledge that she loaned a dog to the hearts. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. A random dog. So are, are you, maybe I'm reading too much into what you're saying, but are you saying that like maybe two years after that happened that she is arrested and uh, <laughs> sent to jail for harvesting organs or something? <laughs> that's some juicy um, gossip. Though. I didn't want to be that specific, <laughs> but yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, hang on. Do you guys have a pen? I have to change that's my the, list. That's actually the plot of the first movie. Is that what she was doing? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, in that episode, Max wore an apron that said, I can't hack it anymore without my food processor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is super great. I mean, Max's aprons this season. Uh, that mm. episode, though. So I still can't get over that every single dog kennel, dog carrier had a cocaine <laughs> compartment in the bottom. That, it, is, that troubles you. I know. It's so. like so illogical to the whole point of the episode that the guy specifically created a kennel with a compartment for cocaine. Why can't you think more about how that guy's op- office, that's in quotes, yes. um, had a big urn in it? Had a human sized <laughs> urn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was but going on. What if there. I'm I'm just I'm just saying what if those dog kennels just have that like piece of metal for whatever reason. Why are you guys talking like you don't have a fucking dog? Do you <laughs> we don't have we don't have a seventies dog kennel. We don't have the hard kennel. <laughs> You're no Susie Jensen. Boba gets Nor her own plane seat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the hard cocaine compartment dog kennel that they made during the eighties, apparently. But also laughed out loud so hard when the this the main person in the episode i forget her name Susie jensen Susie jensen stop erasing Susie jensen she's like her whole it's goal, her kennel joe yeah she's Can trying we to just get, figure out what's important right she's now she's trying to get this kennel back that's full of cocaine it's her and she's gonna get murdered if she doesn't get it back her life is on the line percent, yes. totally she Freeway barks at her, so she throws it onto the floor <laughs> and then runs out the kitchen door of the Hearts house. Freeway, the most threatening dog yes. you could imagine yes. in, in the Heart to Heart of her. She had it. She fully could have just ran out that door, but she th- totally. she just gets frustrated and is like, fuck you, fine, whatever, and then runs away. It's so good. Freeway Freeway does a lot this season. Yeah. Freeway really, like, yeah, he, he negotiated his contract for like, like more. He attacked Jonathan. He's like, I need more screen time, yeah. active screen time. <laughs> yeah. Not just active. sitting at the table or like just mm. getting pet on the couch. Like, I'm not going to play your more. lap dog anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ever since I um, did not get you out of those bindings that you were in that time ever Mm. since then i've wanted more Mm -hmm. that was a betrayal yeah because he can read minds and knows who's bad and good but he can't get them out of little (laughs) bindings (laughs) uh he attacks jonathan in a very cute way oh i love after jonathan gets the the dog attack juice spilled on him (laughs) yeah the the minty scope dog attack juice which doctor hate scope (laughs) dr pulaski's in that episode from star trek and the way they fuck with her Mm-hmm. Making that mint smelling juice yes. <laughs> with the borrowed the loner dog from the vet. <laughs> the loner dog. They fuck with that Keep woman. That dog away from <laughs> me. <It's> so hard. <laughs> 
Chris, is it Christine Beaumont? Am I remembering that right? Because it's Beaumont Perfumes, right? I think you're right. You're asking the wrong people who do a whole episode podcast about the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be expected to remember any names. Don't ask specifics. That, that wasn't part of it. That, I mean, that's on the list of really fucked up deaths. I mean, no. that woman, Dr. she Pulaski. has tellarium infused perfume dog killer dog juice running through her veins because she a million percent because it's not just her husband's dog it's also her dog they are married and live in the same house and she uh sprays that shit and just basically she doesn't quite watch the dog maul her husband she specifically doesn't watch the dog she just waits till she hears him screaming she's just like "Mm, yeah (laughs) and it's like oh she's up there in terms of for me in terms of my favorite yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Because that's some cold shit. I hadn't really, she was kind of bubbling under. And when I was thinking about it today, I was like, wait a goddamn second. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, was, that, that th- fucks with the dog juice. I don't like it. There's so, the weaponizing or drugging and or drugging of dogs is intense. And specifically, weaponizing a beloved dog against the lover of said dog yeah like that's, what would you do if you came home like, and boba's like Haneke eating shit. joe's like, throat it's <laughs> <laughs> really awful oh, that'd be cute that but that that also makes like, me oh what are you doing <laughs> like, Boba, what you got yeah. what you got <laughs> what are you doing with daddy's throat um <laughs> i i think it is the the weaponizing and subsequent disposal of said dog that makes oh, me man. not like that villain. <laughs> um, and just really like her being fucked with by the hearts at the end of that sure. episode. Like yeah. that she deserved that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, I mean, she's not, doesn't seem nice or anything. That's not what I'm saying. So we're clear. I'm not saying. <laughs> oh, I hear nice. what you're saying. Okay. I hear it does what not seem saying. nice. I love how well labeled that whole laboratory was where (laughs) Jennifer blows the door off the wall. (laughs) Yes. With her, her, she remembers her her failed chemistry experiment (laughs) with uh, Dorton nitrate, the the chemical she uses. (laughs) Dorton nitrate. The episode that keeps popping out in my mind is wayward heart. Um, I, feel like I might want to change my rating unless I already gave it a five. You already gave it a five. That's a, that was a, an, I put in the ratings, I put exclamation points next to the hearts of gold, depending on how effusive we are about it. Like, uh, like case in point, uh, we gave million dollar hearts, five hearts each, mm-hmm. no exclamation points. Interesting. <laughs> but so we didn't mean it. Wayward heart and heartstruck. <laughs> yeah. Got exclamation points. Like heartstruck. those are, those are two episodes that we really were like, Fuck, this is good. Yes. And well, that Wayward Heart. I mean, obviously, this is a pod that's very pro Max. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I don't think there's even a way to qual- qualify how pro yeah. Max we are. Five exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just five out of five hearts yeah. for Max. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that episode, obviously, it's a no brainer. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's but yeah, oh God. Just thinking about it. It's a, like what a good <laughs> An episode that like tonally follows the entire series. Like mm-hmm. we are, we are just following these characters that we've known and loved mm-hmm. yeah. forever. Uh, there's no death, no villain, um, no villain. If anything, there's no villain. You, the, well, the crazy part is you could argue that the hearts are the villain of this episode because they bully Max to <laughs> go run away because they call him a predictable i thought we decided that it was the uh that it was um <laughs> it was uh 
Monsanto? Pes- Monsanto. I thought, I thought we decided <laughs> oh, yeah. that it was Monsanto that was For the spraying pesticides. the pesticides. It was pesticides. But <laughs> the Hearts Bully Max. Or it could be the trade agreement with Cuba. They oh, call yeah. him super predictable. So There's he is like, fuck you guys and gets all mad and is like, I want, I want to be unpredictable. So they can't find him, obviously. And then they beat the shit out of that innocent security guard and steal his truck and wreck it. <laughs> Which is funny to me still. It's so insane. <laughs> it I mean, totally makes me laugh. <laughs> I get it that they were desperate because Max was careening around on the road. <laughs> I just wow. like I, I don't know why, but I imagine my parents just randomly beating up someone. <laughs> yeah. To find <laughs> and I just start cracking up because it's like, what? <laughs> the hearts just randomly picked a dude and beat him up. Like and then stole his car. <laughs> yeah. Rich the guy people. attacks your dad and your dad's like, no, no, no. It's like, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And then your mom comes up with a two by four behind him and totally. cracks it over his <laughs> spinal. Ball. Which is 100% how shit would go down yeah. if someone attacked my dad. We don't have time for this. <laughs> we'll explain yeah, no. later when <laughs> you're in the hospital. <laughs> Just beware, everybody. George Blood has people and um, mm. you won't survive that fight. <laughs> <laughs> don't try. Can my mom come? Uh, you're, yes. <laughs> Your mom is one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joyce has knives. <laughs> 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 I, I think of um i don't know why i, I mean because it wasn't that long ago that we actually talked about wayward heart no no so i still am just thinking about the wisecracking gas station attendant oh, yeah. and yes. the weirdly downbeat motel dude oh yeah right That's where there's right. something about because they're not men of henge. No. But there's, and the security guard that gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Those are three minor roles in that episode, but they have a big presence. There's something strange about it. All there's, three of those characters are kind of like, I just really They're kind on of them. Scorsesean. <laughs> like they have, Scorsesean. they have backstories that are actually like way deeper than we can even imagine. Yeah. And they read in their small presence on screen yeah like the the gas station guy it's like you ended up there for a reason like there's a reason that you're running that gas station mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it was either you know you you have a proximity to this gambling empire thing and this is how you're paying off a debt or mm-hmm. something the guy who at the hotel is also just like the, i found out about this and it's an easy way to make a little extra money like Wait, blah, blah, is blah. it like does, is that guy even <laughs> actually an employee of that motel I don't know. And like the security guy at Shady Palms, Mm -hmm. there's something not right about that. He has a really weird reaction to Max. He's security, though. He's security. Like that makes sense. For an illegal poker game where he gets a cut. Like he definitely gets, Hmm. he gets tipped out at the end of the weekend or whatever. (laughs) Because I was going to say the end of the night, but there is no end of the night. No. So whoever survives yeah. literally pay, yeah. tips that guy out. Well, the, and the gas station attendant, I don't know. He has a Southern accent. I, I mean, there's just New Yorkie. Nope. He has like oh, a little bit a of a drawl. Hmm. Um, there's just something. Yeah. I don't know. Those characters really. They still, just, yeah, they still, struck, I'm still sitting with this. They struck characters. me as all being part of that gambling, that underworld gambling thing that Max yes. is a part of, which is nursery. like not necessarily threatening on a grand scale, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, it is on the, 
illegal side of things. Yeah. So yeah. like shit he, goes down not every once in a while. In the sun, I don't. Yeah. Think. No, yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay. not. I mean, yeah. they, the way they quick change that room when people came in. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I just want that table. That so I just want to know like how many dry runs of that class. did they do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like how many times were they like, all right, we're gonna do this one more time and then we can start the game. So good. I kind of want just a painting a la dogs playing poker of all those people that are playing poker with Max. I want more episodes like that. I want more episodes without villains because it was so great and so refreshing that it was just a situation that they found themselves in that they had to get out of. And we got to watch them do that. And it was so fun and scary because Max could die. I know. I mean, (laughs) I don't think any of us were really genuinely worried that Max was going to die, but it was... (laughs) Speak for yourself. I was able to. I was able to suspend my disbelief a bit and and put myself in that situation. We're coming down to the end. Well, so yeah. I mean, it does speak to the fact that there are a few episodes this season that just have a tone that is unique. Mm-hmm. That's that's putting it mildly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, or just an unexpected point of view, <laughs> right? Like Emily by Heart comes to mind. Where it has kind of like a Laura vibe almost, right? Yeah. Where Emily is a character we never see. Yes. But Emily is the central focus and impetus yeah. for everything that happens in the Because she's episode. already been murdered and it's her husband trying to get the heart's attention, right? Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. boyfriend. That one was weird. It was really weird. Uh, in a good way. In a, that, it, it, honestly, anytime I say an episode of Heart to Heart is weird, I mean it in a good way. <laughs> There's very <laughs> rarely that I'm like, that was <laughs> I weird. I didn't like that. it. No, I'm on the fence. Um, I like it when it that, skews. That helicopter chase. In that helicopter episode. chase. I just remember like scenes in the hang and like where in the airfield where it just seemed too tense between these two men. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we were, I think it's because we were still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what happened? Like they kind of played that one well, yeah. as opposed to other more convoluted episodes where they're like, yes, let's take a simple plan and make it as hard to understand as possible. This one was like, well, just don't tell them what's going on yet, mm-hmm. which is a smart way to do a mystery. Well, yeah. I know that was that the episode where you experienced some ice cream cone rage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At the Poltergeist 2 mall? Yes. Uh, <laughs> please finish your ice cream cones, people. Yeah, no if you're going to buy it. If it. And if it doesn't suck, finish it. Think yeah. of all the people in the world that don't ever get any ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think True. of the lactose intolerant. What are you, an influencer? <laughs> finish your goddamn ice cream. <laughs> so you can, the investigation can wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tone i mean wayward heart has is like we just said a a totally different kind of a thing Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons but i also feel like there is that fun sort of hitchcockian Mm -hmm. feel to it the music really reflects that i really like that it's Mm -hmm. not that i of course like i'm the devoted lover i love the the formula that makes heart to heart just sing Mm -hmm. right but i also like things to be as dark so so dark that you can't even see your hand if you're touching your own eyeball with it. That's how dark I want it. But this isn't about me in that way. But Yet. I love the shift. I like just just playing with that. Mm. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the whole series, of course, you know, just it does, savor it, those little moments. The Wayward Heart does have this Hitchcockian, like particularly kind of 
some of the lighter Hitchcock like mm-hmm. like uh the ones that we would consider comedies <laughs> right <laughs> which are uh-huh. still like you know with harry there's a dead guy in the woods yes, exactly. nobody does exactly. anything <laughs> but it's like it, you know this is it's kind of funny like we're following yeah. someone who is funny and then you know it's just death and destruction mm-hmm. but yeah wayward heart had that but it was totally rooted in this very romantic mm-hmm. <laughs> sense of family and Mm -hmm. uh, kinship and the need to protect your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Well, that episode is a legitimate thriller, Mm -hmm. which is not something, you know, like there, the episodes are always don't, here we go, Joe. It's meant to be mystery, right? Even when we know what's happening, it's in the category of mystery, although technically not a mystery. Yeah. Very rarely. Right. Mm -hmm. But this one is one of the ones that's a legit thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're kind of rebuilding what happened to this girl mm-hmm. that Jennifer has a connection to because she told oh, we her. Oh, we're talking about Wayward Heart. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? We were talking about Wayward Heart. <laughs> oh, that the poison cigar. But yeah, we but yeah. but also uh, uh, Emily by Heart. That that's also like that's that is almost. What do you call that? Like, it's not a political thriller, though it kind of is. It's a, a newspaper thriller. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know I, those late seventies, like Save the Tigery it, kind of thing. It's not. It's not noir, but I because yeah. I keep referencing Otto Preminger's Laura. I just think uh-huh. of it in those terms where there is. It's more. It's almost like a ghost episode yeah. because yeah. Emily yeah. is this phantom mm-hmm. to the hearts, at least. And I think that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, who Jennifer got killed is what I want to say. <laughs> uh, I was uh, distracted because I was like, Laura. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was trying to get. I was trying to figure out how to loop in a change of heart, which is another weird tone episode where a weird woman who's like very <laughs> sexy, erotic, a weird cat woman, cat erotic woman comes into the heart's home and just takes oh, over for a while. Woman. <laughs> With her microphone gun. <laughs> oh, God. Dressed as Luigi. Eve. From Mario Brothers. Uh, that. Another weird <laughs> episode I keep thinking Stop about. erasing Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> he is not just Mario, Mario's Mario, brother. Mario. He's just Mario, Mario's Mario, brother. Mario, Mario. Actually, she's Ow, more like nose. Waluigi. <laughs> we determined, we all determined together that she's more of a Waluigi. A hot Waluigi. <laughs> hot Waluigi. <laughs> Uh, and then her quick costume change at the end into the just regal woman at the party. <laughs> I oh Julie Newmar, Julie, Julie Newmar, Newmar. I still I still am just struck by that one. And dare I say that episode to me is another episode without a villain. Uh, I don't sort think of. she's a villain. I think she's kind of just a cool character that she, we get to hang out with. I and wish she, she's got a job to do. Yeah, she's doing her work. I she's wish doing some evilish work. If I can go into a rewrite corner for a whole episode, I wish that they had done this character, but working with the hearts more. Like she's bad, mm. but they need her to work together to solve some issue, and she's yeah. trying to assassinate somebody, but they're working together somehow. I don't know, and they're in Hawaii mm. also. <laughs> you just lost me. Yeah, uh, Julie Noir doesn't do Hawaii. Uh, she would do Hawaii very well. I feel. I I like that idea because, I, but I feel like we almost kind of got that in that episode, like sort of, yeah, in a, in a strange way. I want there to be that because they sort of play up the Jennifer jealousy thing a little bit, sort of. Well, no, nah, nah, mm. do they? No, maybe not. not maybe I'm really. thinking of a different episode. 
I don't think they do actually. I you was may thinking, be thinking of, of Heartstruck. Heartstruck, yes. Which is a whole other game. Yes. We have like conspicuously not spoken about Heartstruck. I've yes. been intentionally like to wanting point. to talk about the earlier episodes <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, I think because good. once we get to Heartstruck, like we just really have to end. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh god. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. Uh Julie Newmar though, like I she was just she was just such a cool character that that particular character was so neat. Yeah. The the costumes, the the disguises, which yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and just believe them and say no one could tell that was a woman, a very leggy man <laughs> uh, in the Mike Brady wig with a yeah. with a microphone gun and aviator sunglasses. But like, yeah, it was an Alan J. Pacula fucking so good, amazing suspenseful political yeah. thriller. Yeah, and then you're just then you end up. With this cool, it was almost Tarantino-ish. Like, mm-hmm. now you have a cool, smart-ass villain who's mm-hmm. like, v- villain, quote-unquote villain, who is just in a bind yeah. and mm-hmm. is doing whatever needs to be done to get out of it. Who Then we find out that she's in a bind with her next mark, which is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's a million percent, like, the greatest. It ends up being the greatest premise. Like, it starts off and it's yeah. a little bit, yeah. it's a little bit cockamamie. Mm-hmm. Mike Brady wig. But then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, once it, it shifts to the, like, we start to see this weird dynamic between mm-hmm. Eve and her hostages. Mm-hmm. And we've established at the very beginning that she's on to her partner, that mm-hmm. the partner's in cahoots with the yeah. person that hired them. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I can see her. Like, of course, you know, I love the Pacula, like yeah. the, tr- the trilogy and all of that. So, yeah, I love being able to experience a character that's technically a villain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for as long as we get to hang out with eve it's so fun and so cool yes and the performance is so nuanced like that is that's a a really great star turn i think from julie newmar and you know she's just as always like you can't i can't take my eyes off of no it's nor do i want to right (laughs) yeah why would you yeah it's just the weird way she pronounces things her erotic way of talking Mm, i love it yeah her she she finds out she finds out jonathan hart is her mark she finds out who which one of them is jonathan hart that's a leap of faith and then she doesn't I, i think it's smart i think it's smart it's a tv show it's a story. What? Like it should be. So she got into Jonathan's car on accident and that was her next mark. Remember when I went off on that during the episode? Yeah, that, was your, <laughs> that was your major problem. I can't episode. do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed. But it's. I was trying to forget it, but you brought it up. I love it when Joe does that. That would never happen. I know. Yeah. In the it's heart like, to heart. We're in a little too deep for that. <laughs> Where we spent we're the, just you a little bit. We spent like, the first I episode. I think we passed that a watching, few hundred miles back. Watching the hearts go down a country road on a bed <laughs> and like careen. <laughs> yes. That but could anyway, happen she, d- she doesn't. She doesn't kill Jonathan immediately, which is like, I, I think of, I thought of this character as like kind of a cutthroat killer. Like she was just a, like she's a mercenary and she doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Yeah. Uh, and then she finds out who her mark is and she doesn't kill him. She's like, nope, I'm going to use you to get the rest of my money. I'm taking hey, your she wife. She just wants to get paid. And she takes her yeah. wife. She takes his wife to a party and, and says, tells her to get her smile. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I love Cat that. And mouse and mouse <laughs> and mouse. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like great. she. And then everybody plays that awesome game of touch the chauffeurs. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I would consider her front runner for favorite villain, but I don't think she's a villain. Yeah, mm. I actually don't have her in my notes as a as a potential favorite villain because I also don't think of her as a villain. Mm. I think I just love her too much. I'm incapable of understanding that if Eve got paid enough, she would shoot me in the head in two seconds. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and I would respect her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I wouldn't know what happened, you but I would come enough. back as a ghost and be like, uh, ooh, <laughs> I respect you. You did it. <laughs> and then I just open a bunch of kitchen cabinets, knock some books off a shelf, and then peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah. have to. It's part of the job. Yeah. Also, could I be holding my head under my own arm? <laughs> if she shot and your head suddenly off. Wearing did she a shoot dress? it off? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Depending on how many bullets. Afterlife sorted. Mm hmm. Julie Newmar. Well, but speaking <laughs> of favorite villains, um, it's, it's just time uh, to discuss. Oh. Oh. It's not time for that. No. It's time to discuss <laughs> Robin Wall. Pick your Robin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to remember her first name. I was going to call her April for a minute. Oh, <laughs> Robin Wall. Robin um, Wall. In what oh. I'm just going to say is my favorite episode of this season. Mm. Um, definitely qualifies as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. And mostly because she murders Marie with a big giant knife. Marie, who is a working class hero. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something to be. Yeah. Um. I. I I don't know why I don't mind that she killed Alan, <laughs> the slutty guy. Wish.com Jonathan? Wish.com Goblin Jonathan. <laughs> uh, Look, Alan had a great night. He did. He did. Marie was just doing her job and yeah, trying Marie to get home after a very a long, long day. day. She's stealing not day. just with the regular things about her job, but also this woman just keeps calling and then shows up. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But eight times. Marie's had enough. Her dogs are barking. Oh my God. And her talking to Sue on the phone, Uh, the prayer line. Everything about Robin Wall is perfect. She's that she's a horror movie villain. She's a, she's a killer. So I'm just always going to be on that team. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always going to be on that team. She's a killer who just wants love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wants nobody to get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and wants to have a lot of candles lit whenever she Lots of candles over. <laughs> Lots of candles. More than 50, upwards of 50 <laughs> red so, candles. So, uh, speaking of, uh, that episode aired um, today or yesterday, the Heartstruck <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh, and oh, of the pod. I, of the podcast. And I heard from Jenny Sisler, mm. who said, me and Bill are on you guys' side with the end of that episode, with the dance. But it is the dance that makes all the Heart to Heart fans hate it. Okay. Oh. That, I want us to pen a pen in something when we're on that topic. Because for me, this season has two episodes in it. I wasn't aware that people, that the Heart to Heart uh, fandom had a problem with the end of Heartstruck because I'm just blinded by how much I love it and how excited I've been waiting for it totally. to happen. Because ever since Peggy, then I'm like, oh, uh, I know there's, I know that. Oh my God, you've coming. waited so I've long. I've waited a long time. <laughs> I've waited a long time. And so patiently. Thank you for <laughs> once. Um, that People love On a Bed of Hearts because of the crazy bed. Mm-hmm. Like that that is just a, a fan favorite across the board. And even people that just casually dip, have dipped their toe into heart to heart in whatever way over the last... 30, 40 million years. Um, <laughs> people love that episode. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what I rated it, but if I'm perfectly honest, 
Like, it's funny that people are in a bed, but I'm going to hearken back to a phrase that we used a lot two seasons ago. Mm. That shit's too Muppety for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. You know, I don't like things that are funny. You know, I hate funny. Like I do know this. Um, I know this. And so I think I am maybe. Are we in rewrite corner? Nope. I'm not going to rewrite it. I'm just putting it out there that I have thought about that. I think about the broader fandom and it's interesting to me when Uh, we are at odds with it because I totally get why people enjoy that stuff. The bed is, is a different thing from the dance at the end, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've thought about that a lot where it's like, Oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Sorry. I think I started thinking about the, the differences between our experience of the show Mm. and the greater fandom. Mm. Probably in season two when we started actually hearing more from people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so much of it just seems to be, uh, see, it doesn't work. My Because I was going to say, like, it's really just to the time that this is being watched and seen and blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't work mm-hmm. because uh, you watched it relatively. Yeah, like, as a kid. I watched <laughs> as a kid. It. I and I, wa- on, and I, yeah. I remember it being on as a kid, but mm-hmm. never cognizantly watching it. To me, it just kind of speaks to a broad appeal of the show, mm. um, which was by design. I mean, it's a network television show. Right. In the 80s. So it is like, a, it's a broad appeal and I can't ignore the star power. Like the, the fact that people are obsessed with Stephanie powers. Of course. Um, as, as they should be. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think and RJ and RJ, and, of course. and Lionel for me. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe that's the, that's the, those are the metrics I want to know. Uh-huh. It's like, if you're in this show for RJ, what are your favorite episodes? If you're in this show right. for Stephanie, what are your favorite episodes? Yeah. And if you're in this show for Max, what are your favorite episodes? There we go. Because I wonder. There it is. I wonder if that's the division because there is the broad comedy, there is the mystery and intrigue, mm. and then there's the darkness but i will also throw in there that yes it's character like by character there are those people like that's the appeal that's the main focus of the fandom within you know the broader Mm -hmm. love of of the series itself but i think that there is a whole nother element of people who are in love with the hearts Yes, the two it's the two characters, and that is obviously the broader yeah. umbrella of the fandom, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the relationship between the hearts, mm-hmm. and that is its own character almost. Yeah, right. And to me, that's what I thought of when we were hearing that people did not like yeah. the ending to Heartstruck in particular, mm-hmm. because it really challenges this idea of that character of the hearts. And it feels like right? it splits them. Yeah. yeah. feels like Jonathan is betraying Jennifer in that moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I could see because he really didn't have to do that. He was being an empathetic human being when he did it. True. And he was like, rather than just shooting her in the head, which they <laughs> are well within their rights to do. And legally, I think she has a weapon uh, in your home. <laughs> Pretty sure legally you can shoot her. Yeah. So instead of doing that, he dances with her and disarms her. And it's like a great. I think it's a great moment for that character. Like, I do, I do too. too. It's so nice. And Jennifer obviously doesn't, wouldn't give a shit. I, I mean, she would care for his safety in that moment, but I don't right. think it would like shake their foundation in any, by any means. And, it, and I think that maybe, I mean, I, Stephanie Power's performance, mm. like that's, that's 
the one where we commented on it and still are feeling it because it wasn't that long ago that we watched the episode. No, this was that just it, three hours week. ago. It's, yeah, that it's <laughs> right. We're watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> we have three screens up. <laughs> the way that Jennifer reacts, I mean, it's very layered, right? It's yeah. like, why the fuck this? Like, it's the eight millionth obsessed lady. Yeah, um, right <laughs> but also obviously like hearing you say that joe of course her primary concern is for jonathan's safety yeah and it i think we were focused much more on because it often comes up where it's like why don't they just let the police do it right or why don't mm-hmm. they like they i mean joe like you're very much like you guys did this to yourself which i think is a completely it's beyond valid perspective to have on the hearts just jumping in. Like they can't help themselves. Right. Right. But so it is anomalous in that way. And that's what we focused on was that Jennifer's like, no, no. Like literally saying like, you don't have to do this. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think for us, because we've been waiting for them to have that moment all this time, because that seems normal to us. (laughs) Or like, we're just waiting for that sliver of realism. Yeah. That, it feels good to us. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we're not like, he's dancing with the nutty lady that tried to kill Jen. <laughs> I, can't, uh, yeah. I, I just feel like it has so much to do with Jen, with uh, Stephanie Powers performance, particularly in that, in that climax, yeah. she is crying yeah. and, and yeah. runs to, to his arms and he kind of puts her, <laughs> yeah, he's like, Here's. he kind of moves her aside to the cops. Yeah. yeah. Which he believes Sergeant she's Lieutenant safe Ferris now. Dad. Yes, <laughs> and gets in between right, her and the fine, lady honey. with the knife. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's where I think that's where it gets complicated for people. Hmm. Um, I want a moment. <laughs> it's not. It's probably not going to happen realistically. I would like a moment where both of the hearts say. We need to not, <laughs> we need to stay out of this one. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Like, let's just go home. Yeah. And then they can't. Like, I, mm. I would like to see them yeah, like, reluctantly <laughs> be pulled into these things. This is way well, too dangerous. <laughs> he, this is, maybe this is, Joe, you're the only one qualified to tell me about Ooh. this. So is it a, is this a rewrite corner thing where if, if, Jennifer and Jonathan had had an exchange of a nod or a touch or something that goes between those two characters and we experience that and then he dances with her, would people be upset? It is a rewrite if you're going to rewrite it to that. If you're going to add that shot, it's I a rewrite. I give that to you, Joe. <laughs> I know. I it know is a rewrite. You, Ellen's yeah. in rewrite corner okay. now, happily Ellen <laughs> rewriting has, episodes. Ellen has rented an Airbnb. What if she just corner? all of a sudden starts rewriting every episode? She finally <laughs> she has, let herself. She has ordered DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. Smurf, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that rem- it reminds me of uh, an episode that I can't remember the title of when <laughs> Jennifer is mind-controlled into stealing and then and points or... a gun at Jonathan. <laughs> and there was just one shot that I wanted in there to, it was, you guys kind of convinced me that it did have this shot. It did have this moment. Do you remember this at all? I was like, I just wish there was some kind of shot of, of him lowering the gun. Cause he's got the gun on Jennifer, I think. And then, and they didn't have that. So it felt like really strange to me that he would pull a gun on her at all, you know? Mm. But just he did lower the gun. He did, mm-hmm. but it was like I think it was after so much time or something. Yeah. It yeah. felt very strange. 
that felt like more of a betrayal than this dancing scene. Also, mm. okay, there's another moment I want to talk about, which leads to an even bigger betrayal in my mind between <gasps> the hearts. The moment I want to talk about is <laughs> we're, we're showing we're showing an external shot of the Hart's house, complete with the car in the driveway. Is this about the sad Charlie Brown Christmas tree? No. It's clearly Wait. sick. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So the Hart's, it's like uh, scene wraps. The Hart's are like, good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, Max. Good night, Jonathan. And then the house explodes. <laughs> 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 and we were just so shook. We were so <laughs> shocked. Because it's got the car. It's everything. It looks like the real Hart house, but it's a model of the that house. Great. So great. Oh, the model yes. of the house. <laughs> Which was so shocking, but it turns out it's a model because people are planning on blowing up the heart house, so they needed yes. a photorealistic detailed model of the house just to see if you're gonna do it, how it would right. explode. If, are we talking about explosions right now? Because I have an explosion I'd also like to talk about. We are, but right I want to get to okay. this moment between the, the hearts. That's a, such oh, right. a betrayal. Betrayal. Sorry, I forgot about betrayal. And the writing of this episode is like a major weird betrayal that doesn't need to be there. When they're disarming the bomb, Jennifer says, how about the red one? And then Jonathan looks oh, at it for right. a while and then chooses the blue one. And mm -hmm. it turns out the blue one was right. And it just seems like this weird lesson to not listen to your spouse or something mm. written into the episode that was just like, why did they do that? I don't get. I remember that. And I remember I, I felt the same way as yeah. you do. And now I'm wondering and I don't I, I may have to just go watch the episode again. Was there an exchange between them like in the opening scene that kind of foretold something like that where she where he was like red oh, red tie or blue tie in it. Mm. or something like mm, i i don't remember that, that. seems way it seems, smarter doesn't that, that seem seems like, like that's how that like how they resolved? often circle back yeah yeah, yeah like there's clever, often that thread maybe, maybe. closing the maybe, circle or maybe that happened in a in an earlier draft <laughs> i don't remember that but i do remember joe you being very struck by that and i think it's interesting to think about the moments and you know um I'm not a married wealthy person that solves mysteries with a dog, what? but you guys are. And uh. um, I have to wonder. <laughs> you definitely are. About, <laughs> about um, what I see as just more authentic depictions of relationships and married life. And yeah. I know that the overwhelming appeal of the hearts of Tommy and Tuppence of things like that is that there is this bond that is the draw, right? It's yeah. the fantasy and it's the thing that everybody wants to be able to, to count on that, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. what we look to in these fictionalized relationships and in like celebrity relationships or whatever. Everybody yeah. wants to have something to believe in because it makes us feel better, blah, blah. Totally. But, a happy married couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, it makes you feel like it's possible, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I guess my perception of, of those moments are just like, oh, that's just the, a little extra thing that has to be there for me so that it isn't all just delightful Jennifer Hart Week kind of things. You know, it isn't right. always just... Perfectly, perfectly perfect. Yeah. Perfectly perfect. They're not like a perfect team duo all the time. They have their ups and their downs, basically. Yeah. I like yeah. it when, when because I think they, they go to great measures to have the hearts function as individuals, as mm -hmm. characters. And I think that that's crucial, right? Yeah. So when 
that happens in the discourse between them as a couple in the day to day or, you know, when people are hanging off cliffs or doing fucking what or disarming bombs in their house or uh-huh. whatever. Like, I think that's really important. And to me, like that fleshes out the characters in that relationship. But I, I can see. understand why people are feeling weird about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like, it can't all just work and be completely, you can't have your ups without your downs. You need to have right. some moments of discordance between them. But, and they do have that. And most of the time, I do think that way. But this felt specifically written in to just not trust, like, don't trust your, <laughs> your partner. It just mm. felt so specifically weird in that and how Jonathan, like, didn't do what she said. I have a question for you. Yeah. If the, it was, the characters were reversed and Jonathan said cut red and Jennifer cut blue. Do you think you would feel the same way? And you, maybe you would, I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Maybe I would. It's hard to imagine that. I feel like maybe not. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. That is a really good question because I, my immediate brain is like, do we not, do we inherently not trust Jonathan or do we not trust Jennifer? <laughs> right. Or do we live in a world where women are second class citizens? Correct. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah. if, if Jennifer did it, if it was, if the roles were reversed, I think I would be like, no, Jennifer knew what she was doing. I, I think I would think <laughs> that don't too. You, don't you think he'd be like, yeah, like, yeah, like Jennifer was being like, be victory, oh, right? Jonathan knew an idiot. what she was doing. I, mm-hmm. I like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make you think less of Jonathan, though, right? Jonathan, you don't think Jonathan is diminished if Jennifer doesn't pick what Jonathan suggests. Correct. We don't think that it diminishes Jonathan. No, I think no. it does. In my mind, it's like her being like, oh, he's just dumb. Like, I'm just going to do whatever I want a little bit, which is what he did to her. Yeah. I think that's what it would. I would take it as this sassy, like, just whatever hmm. you think this, I'm just going to do this. Huh. It's like this weird I don't know. It's just a bizarre moment between them. I think this, in a uh, lot of instances in this show with these two characters, I think that Jennifer is smart. Yeah. And Jonathan is lucky. Yes. Like that's oh, kind of my God. That's kind of their yeah. thing. Yeah. To me, a He's, lot of the times. Jonathan jumps onto moving vehicles. He jumps into these plans. He got Jennifer drugged. waits for the right moment to kick someone down the stairs. Like, Rob, like Robin Wall <laughs> easily drugged him. He just walks into these plans all the time and then just gets totally taken for a ride and then lucks out of them all the time. Like that's his that's his whole plan for every episode is just like, oh, I'll just go over there and like right. check it out. Yeah. And then but of and course then <laughs> Jennifer is smart and accomplished. Jonathan yeah. is smart and accomplished. Jennifer chooses Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Jennifer pursues jonathan yeah um so that's worth taking into consideration but it does i just as an aside it's been quite a while since we had any conversations about jennifer Mm. in terms of jennifer as representing the feminine or representing gender or like gendered things like it's been a while since we actually spoke about that do you think that's the show now or do you think it's just us i think it's us i think well i think it's me because since we've talked about that i've i've thought about things like that Uh more about Mm -hmm. this character it's obviously show from the 80s there's going to be gendered weird bullshit and just like the racist shit that goes along with it homophobic (laughs) whatever but since we talked about it last time I have thought about it more from that perspective, I think, or whatever. Mm. Like, 
from both sides. Like, would I think this if it was Jonathan in the situation, or mm -hmm. would I think it? Or do I think it only because it's Jennifer because she's a woman? Whatever. I've tried to think more along those lines in a non-gendered way about their partnership. Basically, mm -hmm. I don't know if I've been successful. This moment, the bomb cutting moment. I think I would think pretty much the same thing mm -hmm. for either of them. I think it's hard mm -hmm. to say because it is loaded and like deeply entrenched, but it's like that. It just feels like way more of a betrayal of, than this dancing scene that I just think fits their characters and fits what would happen. I didn't even like stop to think that that was a scene that people didn't like or whatever. Mm -hmm. It seems like if people, if, if, fans of this marriage were going to take issue it would be with this weird bomb cutting moment where like <laughs> she just like pointlessly proved her wrong for no reason she didn't like and if jennifer had said nothing in that moment it would have been just like a fine scene but the fact that she said try blue and then he goes for red is just like what the fuck but <laughs> like, <laughs> but so your lens now i think reflects a shift in the series that we've experienced oh, yeah. over time which is i think when we used to have a lot of conversations about gendering or about mm -hmm. Jennifer being subjugated or diminished or whatever. Yeah. Um, and not so I'm clear, not necessarily, we're not saying by Jonathan, we're just saying within the context of the, the, the writers, plots, yeah. but <laughs> by, by society in <laughs> by general. Society, yeah. <laughs> right. But you're, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're now seeing things through the lens of relationships of their relationship. And I think that that reflects an arc that the series has. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. at some point in season three, like, things really start to shift and things really are clicking and firing. If I can mix all my <laughs> um, smurfing about yeah, everything just <laughs> everything is smurfing yeah. so hard. It's smurfing hard. Um, <laughs> I'll just say the smurf is on. Yeah. And we start seeing like so much more of a there's always chemistry so yes. much chemistry mm -hmm. excess chemistry mm -hmm. too much chemistry don't at me sislers <laughs> um there's just something that that really clicks and off we go and i think yeah. that maybe that's part of that's that's what i hear when you yeah. say it that way i think like oh yes our perspective has shifted with the tone of the show and the way the treatment of the characters in many ways, where now it's a unit. Yes. Right. We talked about yes. when you talk about a wayward heart and mm -hmm. how, I mean, Max, we know that Max is family and they established that very well along the way, but, but now it's like, it's just a, a given. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Totally. It is established. Totally. Yeah. So that's true. Know. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think it is. We, the first season in particular, which is when the majority of these, conversations about jennifer and about mm -hmm. how Jen specifically about how the character of jennifer hart was written mm -hmm. um we had a lot of conversations about True. that yeah um and ellen for one changed my perspective on a lot of things that i think about female characters in fiction <laughs> which uh when you said the simplest thing in the world uh which is why is she not allowed to occupy that character space yeah. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's everything. Like that that expands to every character and everything. We all need to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> about what why are we saying someone is not allowed to be in distress? Why are, mm -hmm. why is someone not allowed to be saved? Why is someone not allowed to be the smartest person in the room? Yeah. Um, any of these things. It's like second versus third wave, like 
So Thinking. basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it also speaks to the fact that, you know, you have to wonder, will we ever get to a level of normalization? Yeah. Right. Where, where we don't have that, that reaction or those feelings. Well, right. maybe, maybe, maybe if like us, people start seeing people as a unit, mm-hmm. human beings as a unit, as yeah. one thing against yeah. what the the universe basically mm-hmm. instead of men against women race against race sexuality against anything uh yeah it is because really i mean i know that i'm being kind of i, I i've had a, i'm sorry i've had a third cup of coffee <laughs> i've had a third cup of coffee wow um yeah we we for a long time considered Jonathan and Jennifer to be separate entities and we we critiqued their characters as such. Yeah, totally. And we did critique them in their gender roles or yeah. or as we critiqued their gender roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and now we really are concerned about them as a unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also like I think for us for me getting a, like watching the show for the first time, Jennifer and this is probably gendered as well, but it's like the fandom of Jennifer has a fan base as we've learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that strikes you more than being a fan of Jonathan. Like it just hits you quicker that Jennifer is rad and cool. And just like the character is more likable maybe or something. I don't know why that would be like, why do you think Jennifer has a huge fan base, but Jonathan doesn't really, I personally think it's because Stephanie powers is such a, uh, a force uh-huh. of <laughs> of a, a human being like a commanding screen presence not just that like i think in her real life she is she's of you know not just accomplished but powerful mm-hmm. and uh moves people mm-hmm. with with what she does with her life and with her power and her her uh voice yeah mm-hmm. so i think that does extend a little more admiration yeah well for people and i also think women who see these these women are more like yes i i i can aspire to be that as well yeah. mm-hmm. and men can say that's i think that's uh, gross it's like i think that's hot or i think that's yeah, cool or whatever totally. yeah i think that jennifer hart is totally an aspirational character right yeah. mm-hmm. she there's nothing that she can't do yeah um but i will say i, I mean Absolutely, like Stephanie Powers has a huge fan base, and the character is so beloved. Mm. But I don't want to to diminish um, RJ or yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. But I think that Jonathan's character, we learn a lot more about like basic facts. Like Jonathan is sketched out for us in a way that doesn't necessarily give the character as much room right off the bat i think yeah. because we established that he it's you know it's hard industries he's wealthy he's successful he's this he's Tycoon, that yeah. and he, it's very much just like a two-dimensional kind well, of, of a, thing a, right it, yeah. that's enough for a lot of people like that's that's enough yeah and mm-hmm. so jennifer there's more room to understand who she might be and and so everything that they put out there about jennifer and Jennifer Edwards and her career and all the things, right? Yeah. She's allowed to be all the things that a wealthy, self-made millionaire might not be allowed to be, yes, you know? Totally. And so I think that in some ways, 
Jonathan gets short shrift, even though I think that character is terrific. Yeah. There's just, they just don't get the same amount of traction right off the bat. Whereas, you know, it's not to do with, with Robert Wagner in my mind. No. I think he, no. but he also, I mean, I mean, RJ just has it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he is yeah. handsome and debonair and he's super charming and he's... all the things, right? He is in some ways, is Jonathan a trophy husband? I was going to say, like, isn't mm, kind yeah. of our favorite thing about him that Jennifer loves him? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, because I don't give a shit about rich men or, or powerful men or anything like that. Like, yeah. he's cool because he, like, loves Jennifer and Jennifer well, loves him. And He like, loves a smart, successful, independent woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, I think that one of the main ways that they add facets to Jonathan's character is with Max. Yeah. Right. And of course, Max, we've established Max is the most interesting man alive. Mm-hmm. So that's established. <laughs> I don't know that we need to belabor that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we will, but we will. maybe oh, not it's right going now. to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like established. That is our baseline. Max centric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that some of the best ways that we get to know Jonathan are, of course, through his relationship with Max. Yeah, right. Definitely. That's almost all of his backstory comes from absolutely his relationship with Max. Jennifer yes. has so many cousins, but Jonathan has to dress up as his fake relatives all the time. Yeah. Do you ever wonder about that? Mm-hmm. I da, also da, da. think yeah. part of the Jennifer charm probably is like you're sort of already saying that Jonathan, the character of Jonathan is kind of dime a dozen, especially for this era of television. The the character of Jennifer Hart, a well-rounded female character can take care of herself. Feels like way less represented in, especially from this time period. Maybe I'm wrong. No, a million percent. To this day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Who's not like super, she's not super sexualized, but she is, you know, she's like sexy as a character. But she owns that. Like she owns owns her power. Yes. She's, she's full, a full rounded character. And Mm -hmm. that being so rare is, I think probably what draws people to her more. Mm-hmm. as the spark well, of the show and it is just, emphasized yeah she's the one that has this extended family that is very much in the heart's lives mm-hmm. she has all of these connections and jonathan does have that also but they're often put forth as his business connections like yes. it's just yeah. it's just in a put put forward to us in a different way yeah. whereas all of i mean honestly though all of the little breadcrumbs that are left about jonathan's character along the way are super fascinating where it's yeah. like he is a self-made millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says it every episode, but you know, this story of, of rags to riches of this, you know, a little street urchin, like that's a hell of a story. Yeah, And totally. when you really think about that background and then who Jonathan is, as the character continues to like evolve and, and reveal itself, I shouldn't say the character evolves. Jonathan is revealed to us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but I think it, it's true. Like Jennifer just, mm-hmm. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I keep, all I keep thinking is the character of Jennifer Hart and the character of Max are what elevate Jonathan Hart from wealthy entrepreneur to really interesting character. Like who, like, yeah, you're super charming and, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I don't know. If it was just Jonathan in Heart to Heart? Yeah, it like, if, like if, it fo- if the show focused on Jonathan Hart and Jennifer and Max were side characters, 
we would one the show would have lasted a season yeah two we like everyone that watched that season would be like what's up with jennifer and max like yeah. <laughs> where where's their show More, where they might have actually got a spinoff you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah and this is not to diminish the character of jonathan hart mm-hmm. i think jonathan hart is an awesome character uh, but for the most part it's because of jennifer and max yeah Mm, I kind of agree because I mean, otherwise it's just Dallas, or yeah, that's the thing, you know, it's or like, or Falcon Crest or whatever, and you know, the, <laughs> yeah, with uh, Falcon Columbo. Crest without the Jennifer Hart, Rockford Files, because you know, like Joan Collins, I don't think is <laughs> like that's as much as we all love Car- the Carringtons, like that's not the same deal. Can we talk about how that TD guy was murdered and propped up in a canoe and pushed down the river? <laughs> Impaled by a spear, I believe. <laughs> right, stop trying to frame indigenous cultures. Yeah, yeah, that was so fucked up. <laughs> that was fucked up. They got so they got over that death so quickly. Sorry, I was enjoying our conversation, insight. but suddenly, like a darkness fell upon me just mm-hmm. then. Yeah, you I probably saw it because we're sitting here. Mm-hmm, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> the background behind you went black. <laughs> What? Okay. What? Oh, wait. No, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask if the two of you <laughs> individually could win a raffle that would allow you to travel back in time <laughs> oh, and no, be, again. be a character in any, ep- any episode <laughs> from season four. Joe's magic raffle. What? Which episode would you <laughs> choose to be in? Raffle is? <laughs> The ma- it's very like sci-fi. It's a magic, <laughs> magic raffle. The lottery. It's, yeah. <laughs> he's got a Harry Pottery kind of it's raffle. A, yeah. Uh, I'm Gryffindor. sorry. <laughs> you could get the golden ticket to travel back in time and be an actor in any episode from season four. Which episode would you choose? I think you know both your answers. Okay, to be an actor. Yes, oh. in the episode. Okay. An actor, not a character. Well, sort of a character, I guess. Wait, what's happening? You get to be in one of the episodes. Oh, so like if I went to Mrs. What's-Her-Face's thing from the, as the heart turns, and they're like, Alan, you want to walk on part on this thing you don't give yes. a shit about, but you just watched this morning with Max in yes. your kitchen? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's like you are yourself, but you're star- you're, you mm. have a role in one of the episodes. Hmm. I don't even have my own answer. You don't? No. I might need a fourth, third cup of coffee before (laughs) I can answer that. I uh Do we have time for me to do that? Yeah. Is it party time? We do have to start winding down soon. We do have to start winding down, but we're guests are gonna show up at any moment. Does anything I'm I want another one? I'm weirdly gonna say I think I I think I would want to go to as the heart turns. Oh. Oh, so (gasps) that you would be guesting on a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Raffling on a Ooh. raffle. <laughs> Joe's been shot, everybody. <laughs> oh, thank God it'll just be a dream season. Um, so you would be with Ray? Yeah. And, the, and be- Tiny Scarf? <laughs> look out. Look out for Tiny it's Scarf. It's either that or I'd want to go to it uh, too close to heart and just flirt mm. with uh, Larry Berry, thank Jack. You. <laughs> gosh i you're gonna have to edit this for time eric <laughs> i'm joe i'm taking your raffle very seriously yeah i am 
uh, how dare you? <laughs> Where third am cup I? Of coffee. A third cup of coffee. Hang on, I have to go drive through a construction barrier. <laughs> um. Well, is it my slutty brain just takes over with questions like these? It's like, who do I want to flirt with? Can I have some of the coffee minus the booze? Um, Larry Berry Jack. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, that gives me some time. Yes. Huh. So bonkers. Look at you. Look at your little face. Oh, and bonkers. There's actually like a little cutout bonkers. Mm -hmm. it's so meta. Woof, woof. Am I thinking of change of heart? I don't know what character though. Joe's raffles are hard. <laughs> Joe's meta raffles. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's not. It's not Joe's fault. It just takes me so long to get to the. See, weird. I think it's entirely Joe's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to talk about Joe when he Joe's not here. He set up the rules. <laughs> he asked the question. <laughs> I blame Joe. <laughs> <laughs> who, who the fuck else am I going to blame? <laughs> J.K. Mm. Rowling. <laughs> uh, and just so we're clear, I don't think any of us are Gryffindor. <laughs> and no one's anything anymore. Because nope. <sighs> oh, you did? Yeah, you should go surprised. first. Will yeah. it? If I could travel back in time on a magical raffle ticket. Maybe in any episode, it Again, would be what? on a bed of hearts. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, who do you want to be? Waka. Uh, um, well, I don't care who my, my character is. What I would do is I would sidle up to the visual effects supervisor on the set. Oh. And I would be like, hey, you know the scene we're about to shoot where a big sheet has to come off the bed to reveal it? <laughs> <laughs> And you're, I can see that you're rigging up a wiring system into that tree. And I think there's probably about a thousand better ways we could do this. Oh that would God. look oh a little bit more realistic. Joe, okay, Joe. Hey, hold up. <laughs> you, and this has a tie-in to, to an episode this season. Did you just fucking quantum leap heart to heart? You yes. did. Did you just raffle yes. off quantum leap? A magical raffle. Okay, oh, Joe. Now your question now is, your question is now fucking... Which which episode would you quantum leap to? Because that's really what you've been saying. Yeah. This entire okay. Time. The okay. raffle ticket that gets All you. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sends you back you in time. Yeah. Also, the golden ticket is that's not the same thing at all. No, I love okay. that you. No, I love it though that you're quantum leaping. That you get a roll. You want to go there? Now and we help. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we know. And then I would be a guy. I go there so, and so you're like terminating. my character okay. also for that episode would be like guy on a little scooter that goes in front of the bed and then it gets exploded when they <laughs> ram through me and my body goes flying through the air. Like that's the character I want to be. Oh man! Just so it's more like face. quantum <laughs> leaping into a rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a rewrite. You're nothing, breaking so many I mean, union rules. The sheet by the still way, comes by off the bed. Up and we still to get to see that there's a bed on that truck. <laughs> it's the same. It's just a, diff a means to an end. And that wire did not cut it. No. Yeah. That's not one under my just amazing category. It's not <laughs> yeah. wired sh mystery sheet. But we can give you more time to think. Where's because... your quantum leap? Well, I guess that's not really my thing. True. That's not my thing. But my thing was my I'm I'm like quantum quantum bone so quantum <laughs> quantum poke quantum poke 
<laughs> oh, wait. I just thought of my version of oh. quantum leaping, which is I just want to go try, try on the clothes. <laughs> From which episode? <laughs> oh, my God. Heartstruck. You'd be like. <laughs> yeah, I just want to heartstruck or I want to try on um, Susie Jensen's outfits. But probably heartstruck because I just want to roll around in the furry Alan's furry bed mm. without Alan. <laughs> without Alan. <laughs> What Wait, about, so you want to be Alan? You want to quantum, yeah. quantum leap into the character of Alan Ooh, just to roll around with Mamie, Mamie Rogers. No, on I want to roll around in the bed without anybody. When I mean, Alan, Alan, like Alan, Alan, on the Alan, set. Alan, Alan. Hmm. You, would you, you wouldn't want to go in the heart of the night? Is that the character that you said? Because aren't those outfits the most incredible from the season? Uh, I do think those are those are the most like Layla's outfits yes. in in the heart of the night so are beautiful. my favorites. That pink column dress is just it mm-hmm. haunts me still. Mm-hmm. I still I just can't get over. I I I mean, Heartstruck really just erased the whole <laughs> like first fifteen episodes of the show. I know <laughs> it just erased them well, all. At least you're not showing your hand, which you actually did within three seconds of the episode of the pod about. I opened the episode waving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like everybody. I have these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do, is it time for Pick Your Pose? Season four. I, yeah. Obviously. Wait, who starts? Because I started the last one, so you technically start. So, well, then I'll steal yours. (laughs) Obviously, it's Barry. from Larry Barry Jack. Too heart to to heart. (laughs) (laughs) Too heart to smurf. smurf. (laughs) Too heart to smurf. Uh, Yeah, that guy. I can't believe they didn't recognize him from Hawaii, but <laughs> pretty insane. Um, tis my oh, poke. It's Ellen. It's Ellen's. <laughs> She's another. <laughs> really stumping Ellen on these. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't feel like coming to work today. <laughs> um, I'm no Marie. Am I right? <laughs> Thank example, God. For example, I'm alive. Um. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I not know. You not know. I not know. That's my answer. (laughs) That's a fine answer. answer. (laughs) Am I allowed to do that? Sure. On the season recap to just be blanket like I can't. It's okay because you can quantum leap back to this recap episode (laughs) later. No, quantum raffle. (laughs) And and pick another one. I get yeah. I I think I guess mine's Larry Berry. Yeah, of course. Jack slamming. I I feel like there was another one this season that I was like you, (laughs) that I was kind of drooly about. But these cowboys are heart. (laughs) These cowboys are super heart. (laughs) You guys, the gay cowboys. (laughs) Yeah. What about the agent? Well, he's not an agent. Why am I calling him an agent? Um, the guy in Million Dollar Hearts. The wait, which one? The young guy. Not the guy eating the parfait. I don't remember him, so I'm kind of okay. like, meh. Don't remember then him not Oh, wait, no, I, never, I, I remember him now, but no. Uh, Larry Berry's got him beat. Wow. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he looks like Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's dreamy, but yeah, he's no. he's really cute. Uh, Larry Berry, <laughs> like, is just made of sex, so. <laughs> yep. He's literally constructed from sex. <laughs> Physiologically. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, we've, oh. we've discussed, we've discussed it a lot, but favorite villain, like, let's, let's get this out on the table. All right. Um, 
Uh, who, yeah, who starts? Anyone. Um, well, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Anyone, Joe. I, I Anyone have, named Joe. <laughs> we have our audience first. Ones. I really, really love. Um, I don't remember his name, but the villain from uh, As the Heart Turns. <laughs> Me too. Right. Where he has his diva, just panic, like yeah, pouty. <laughs> rips apart jennifer's office <laughs> after just like digs into her and shrieking at her that is so good and then his oh. weird oscar speech mm-hmm. where he says did you hear that they said my name oh my god that scene where he I, yells at jennifer in the office it's is the shining like scary. the yes. dragging the leg thing for me so many shining references i just love that performance yeah. um and i do i do love that character a lot. Ray Martin is mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. in my top three villains, my top three. Yeah. And that's where the raffle ticket came from, the quantum raffle. Quantum. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, can we, I, I have multiple favorite villains. Yeah. Slam down. Um, uh, well, okay. I love Ford BB. Ford. <laughs> I love the clicker because he punches that nurse in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. that is a scene that sticks with me where the nurse is like, she can, she knows there's, and she's known for decades yeah. since he was a student. Yeah. Nurse Keys knows that that Ford BB, the clicker, that fat guy, mm-hmm. there's something not right about that incel. There's mm-hmm. something not right. He is an and incel. she feels his incel vibes and she is like, uh, no, no, uh, no, I'm just going to walk it over. No, 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 no. And then he <laughs> He clocks Bap. her. And, you know, that's not like the first we, you know, that's not the first crazy slash evil thing that Ford BB does. I just, I mean, that's a, that's a long game, yeah. Ford. It's yeah. a very, very long game. Yeah. And so Ford BB. Hearts on campus. Is, that's right. Is mm-hmm. in my top three of villains. Yeah. He's great. I love him as a villain. Yeah. I'm going to withhold my third. And let somebody else talk for a second. Eric, do you have a favorite villain? Um, I hadn't really thought about it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what would be great? We should recap this season. Oh, weird. When do you want to do that? Novel idea. Should we um, recap this episode? My so I'm gonna I'm gonna do top three. Okay. As well. Great. And my my second or third is uh Dean Stockwell in Heart's Desire. Ooh. The, the man who talks to address. The southern. Uh, I love him. He's disturbed. <laughs> yes, yes. He is disturbed. What does he say? Why aren't you answering, yeah. Shelly? <laughs> and then stabs it. <laughs> also, he is part of, he enables Tiny Scarf. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Jonathan hurls a candle straight at him like a bullet. Correct. And knocks him yeah. off the staircase. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, great for he's sure. He's really good. He is super great. Yeah. It's um, Alicia. Alicia, why won't you answer? <laughs> Stabbing. <laughs> because I'm a dress. <laughs> I don't have a mouth. Because I'm a dress on a chair, mm-hmm. just waiting. Uh, I'm going to. I, I, In front of a man. Uh, Ooh. Julie Newmar. Yes, of course. She's obviously the villain character. So even though I don't consider her a villain, I am going to nominate her as my oh. second favorite villain of this season. Okay. And I will also withhold my third (laughs) until Joe. (laughs) Julie Newmar is one that I was like, oh, fuck Julie Newmar, of course. I know we've like said she's not a villain, but she's a villain. 
yeah. <laughs> we're going back on that because she's a villain and she is definitely way up there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have my chronological order worked out, but she's <laughs> top three for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, so you're down with Ray yes. and Eve. Mm-hmm. And if Eric, that's you're if saying, that's what their names are, yes. Robin, you're saying Robin Wall number one is number one with a bullet. Well, actually, not with a bullet, with a very shiny knife, with a candle <laughs> and a candle. <laughs> Robin Wall is the best villain we've had. Like, I mean, Karen, <laughs> I I keep going back to Karen and Peggy as being yeah. the only competition that Robin Wall has. Mm. And I mean, again, we tend we tend to like the female villains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're more interesting usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually sometimes they're not only out for money. Mm-hmm. And uh, in both of these, I, wait, all three of my villains. Well, no, Julie Newmar wants money. Huh. But it's owed to her. <laughs> so again, it's why I don't consider issue. her a villain as much. It's a contract. <laughs> it is a contract. It's literally a contract. Yeah. yeah. And she says exactly that. Robin is a pa- passionate. Well, yeah. She's just, she she ain't out for money. It. That's not money. No, it's not money. But we used to like pick those out in the first it's couple seasons. It's not money. It's automania. We would always, that would always be kind of a lame part if it was for money it would be like oh that's it's boring just money. yeah it's just a boring and it usually is for money. it's a boor- boring boring motivation for a villain karen wanted world domination like she <laughs> she wanted to rule the drug scene she really Diego. wanted to be she wanted Malibu. to make a drug that everyone loved and drug i empire. i can't help but love that mm-hmm. yeah who can't understand that <laughs> ellen what's your favorite villain oh you know from c4 um, the cigar is it, is it the Indiana Jones ripoff character from from Chamber of Lost Hearts? Oh, I do love I love Robin and Eve. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down and say I don't consider Eve to be a villain mm-hmm. because to me the villain in that story is um what's his face the guy that's running for Senate that hires Eve yeah. To kill Jonathan. Or maybe is it is it Raul? Because Raul betrays Eve. Anyways, I'm not saying Eve isn't responsible for her own actions. And I don't think Eve would say that. No. So I'm going to leave Eve is, is out of the equation for okay. me. So I am going to, to... Robin, I love Robin. And although I'm a little troubled that the three villains that I love the most are clearly just characters having a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Um. That's just the, like, about that's just it. Yeah. Um, I have to go with Robin because that it's just too good. So and when good. she's like Joe said, when she's talking on the phone to Susan and Susan is the dial a prayer line, and then she's throwing those fake ass roses down the garbage disposal. She pours like, nail polish on the TV screen. Nail polish. <laughs> yeah, that's she just she stabs a knife through through Marie's roast. car seat <laughs> just because she can. Mm-hmm. Like all of things, like Robin's mm. just barely holding it together. Yeah, she just fucking slices and dices Alan. That must have been gross on the furry bed. Ugh, yeah. What struck me like even the pillowcases are fur. Go, it's Alan. Too much go. Fur. <laughs> but yeah, um, Robin for me. So it's Robin, Ray, and Ford. I thought of my number one villain, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. a group of villains. The Chumleys. It's. Everyone who's oh. in the writer room, writer's room for Bahama Bound Hearts <laughs> <laughs> and the director. 
message received to her. <laughs> wow. They are the true villains. Shots fired. Of Don Roos, please come on the podcast Wait, and talk to us about I bro- it. <laughs> I invoked the Chumleys, and so I have to talk about them. Are they the Right, am I getting the name? They're the... The maid. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. butler and the maid. Yeah. And, oh, yes, but a lady. Yeah. They... <laughs> So my favorite they stand there's so many things i love 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 about that episode not the least of which is apron and the glove apron and the glove serving <laughs> all who serve serving well all who serve well <laughs> the chumleys i mean that's just some cold ass shit mm-hmm. the chumleys are so yeah. good at being villains that we a million percent could not stand them at all true yes. right true. they're that good they're that bad yeah there, the Chumleys. I got to give it a, and that's a special category, but also the Hyatts. Yeah. The, so I was going to say the two close to heart villains were so unpleasant. Yeah. Is it Christine Hyatt? Can't remember her first name. Bill and Christine. It was Marilyn. Was, oh, wait. Was it Marilyn? I don't know. But the Hyatts. Two heart to heart. Two Smurf, her, her two Smurf in to particular, heart. That's Cheryl. Rest. Rough Cheryl. Cheryl That's some rough shit. There's, um, I mean, there's, there's a fair amount of ice cold, uh, high cheekbone villainesses this yeah. season, like that are, they'll cut you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like shing, but, um, but the Chumleys, yeah, the Chumleys and the Hyatts, I think, deserve like honorable mention, but they kind of stand alone. Oh shit, I'm forgetting what's her face. It's Christine Beaumont. Also, oh, Christine Beaumont. So there's a lot of honorable mention villains, which I think to me yeah. is, is just to the season's credit. Yeah. I think uh, I think um, I heard a growl of. Did I have to go outside? Yeah. Oh, hi, bonkers. Um, I, I know. I hate to do this, but we have to. We have to rapid fire end this one. Um, okay. So there's two questions I think that we need to to answer okay. as quickly as we possibly can, and maybe we can just do a regular Zoom. Uh, wrap up, up on this one if we need to. Yeah, if we need to. Uh, most importantly, favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Mine's Heartstruck. It's it, it's hands down Heartstruck with Wayward Heart being a very close second. Yeah. I think mine's Hot's Desire. Yes. <laughs> Hot's Desire is good. Desire. Oh my God. I think that might be my favorite. I kind of want to watch that one again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me it is, of course it's Heartstruck. Of course it is. Um, and Heart's Desire is second. Yeah. And Heart's Desire is second, a strong second, because the characters of Rosemary Wentworth and Morgana whatever, mm. Rosemary Wentworth is everything. Those when the she is other... like sniping with Jennifer and Jonathan out on the patio. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The other romance She's authors. the steel magnolia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Heartstruck for me, and then close second is Heart's Desire. As the Heart Turns, I think, is also, I don't remember what I rated it at the time, but I'm remembering it as a really great episode that I enjoyed a lot, because mm-hmm. I love when the heart-to-heart universe fucks with these, like, really campy things that are They're like, in the zeitgeist staples. as well. Yeah, 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 totally. And the showcase of that pizza restaurant. <laughs> oh, which we still need to go to. Yeah. Which we still need to go oh, to. We and still have haven't talked about food. fashion. Red leather outfit. The yes. end. Good night, yes. everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Of the season Peace. that she just wore to a pizza. Take care out there. Stay safe. Um. Yeah. Uh. 
Ezra Returns was one of the four hearts of gold in season four. Okay, yeah. Of course. All right. Is this where you reveal the drum, drum roll stats? Yeah, no, it's stats are, time. And we're I'm having a truly I basic experience. Email. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait, I sent it. Well, I sent it to you, but that doesn't help us. Uh, Fuck, what Me happened? having it does not help us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we have to figure out who liked this season the most out of there the three. Oh, of my us. God. I feel like I am low. I feel like I was the lowest on the last one, I think, right? I don't remember it. To go back um, and look, but. I can tell you. If you're saying, are you a hater? I guess. Yes. Uh, you were the lowest in season three. Ooh. Um, Ouch. And I was trying to amend that, but sometimes you just highest? can't. Um, you guys are do gonna... you want to know of all time? Or do you oh, just no, want to no, know? No, Cause, no, no. Because I from got season, so gotten Joe's face about how we should <laughs> yeah. do all things, so I can't we do that. Going back and forth. I will not betray I, you, Joe. I will, okay. I will pick the red wire. Yes. So. Thank this you, season, thank you for pointing it out. Bomb. It's about to go off. I'm going to freak out if you say yes. This season, love you, garnered <laughs> a total of 255 and a half hearts. Wow, which is the highest oh. yet. Wow. Well, but surprisingly, not by many. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, the average heart rating for each of us. I gave. I was an average of 3.8. Okay. Joe was an average of 3.75. Oh. And Ellen was an average of four. What? <laughs> yeah. No way. We are like devoted lover, disturbingly everybody. Disturbingly wow. consistent. Disturbingly consistent. Yeah. But devoted this is this is lover. the highest this is the highest rated season yet. That's creepy. Um <laughs> quite obviously. And I I totally agree. <laughs> I, I agree that this is this is the best season yet. Ellen's my favorite villain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's... I will quantum leap. <laughs> so we we don't have the totals of what each of us gave it. Oh yeah, oh, we okay. sure do. Okay, what are the totals? We, of course, we do. Margaret is king. Yeah. Thank you, Home Office. Thank you, Home Office. Uh, so I gave this season a total of eighty-four hearts. Okay. Joe gave this a total of eighty-three hearts. Wow. wow. Ellen gave this a total of eighty-eight point five hearts. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. This season. Mm -hmm. But you said Ellen had the lowest average. No, no her no, average is four. Oh. She has the highest average. I heard 2.4. <laughs> no, like, no, what? she has four. Oh, okay. 4.0. Shit. Oh, that's why I was like, devoted lover, what? <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, yeah, the, the, the overall, Sorry, let's the three average, minutes ago. Yes, and, to me, okay. listening better. The average okay, cool. of all of our scores <laughs> for this season is 11.6 okay. compared to 9.25 last season. So oh, I'm the biggest heart-to-heart wow. -heart hater again. Again, yeah, I can't. I can't consider an average of three point seven five to be a hater. No. That's that's a that's a heart attack average. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I'll just consistently be the lowest. Yeah, I think it's the nostalgic thread that it's hitting for you guys that I don't have because that helps a lot. True, I think you're. I think you may be right, but I think we're we're so consistent. Like our yeah. slope is so consistent. Interesting that it's uh yeah I. We're we're all rating seasons higher or lower together. That's true. Yeah. Will it hold? Except Bahama Bound Hearts. You or... know what? I don't know if it'll hold, but I'm very curious to know. Ellen, what will we be watching next week? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. 
season five. Mm. Here we go. The final season. Originally airing on September 27th, 1983. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We're kicking it off. Kicking off the final season with two hearts are better than one. Jonathan and Jennifer remember how they first met and fell in love in the midst of murder and international intrigue Ooh. in the picturesque locale of London. Little London in in LA. Wee Britain. <laughs> uh, not They're to spoil anything, London. but I looked up the ratings of episodes to figure out which is was the highest rated, and I'm pretty no, sure. It's no, no, not episode. to spoil anything, but to completely spoil things. But that's for <laughs> that's for the general audience, not our specific tastes. Correct. <laughs> The highest rated episode in Heart to Heart history is next. Yeah. Will we like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Thank you for being with us for season four uh, and for our, our lengthy recap. <laughs> uh, I, just like uh, we said earlier, if you have a leaning towards a particular character and feel like that has uh, something to do with the kind of episodes of these show that you like, please let us know. I want to yes. know this stuff. We want to get to know you guys. So yes. email us at it was at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at it was murder pod. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just talk to us. Like it's, it's fun to talk about this show, isn't it? I We're mean, very you're, you're listening to a podcast of probably strangers. <laughs> talking about this show so let's let's not be strangers speaking of mm. thank you sisla family playhouse yes. for all that yes. you've done this season and all seasons that you've uh contributed to we love you and we we're so you. excited to have more from you yes, next you're season on my just amazing list yes <laughs> sislers high praise um Rate and review us where you're listening to this. Please just give us five stars and write something nice. <laughs> I no promise pressure. you I will, I'll stop asking. It's rigged. Rigged. As soon as you yeah. do it, you, you, the one listening, when you do it, I will stop asking. Yeah. Um, watch along with us. I'm going to do a little research. I don't know if season five wow. is available on Tubi. Um, I think it's just three and four, but I will check up. And um, Ovation is still airing the show. So watch, watch on Ovation. Uh, if you have a local video store that rents DVDs, go call them up, see if they have it, see yeah. if they will get it and you can rent them and watch along with us, which would be fun. You'd be supporting a local business yes. mm -hmm. um, and a dying business that I think should remain. Oh God. Perfect timing. Time to wrap. Uh, <laughs> uh, we love you all. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.